0: You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today's message is part of a series called Rooted in Christ by Pastor Daniel White. Now let's prepare our hearts as Pastor White brings forth God's truth from his word today.
1: Take your Bibles and turn with me to Hebrews chapter 13. It reminds his readers of the immutability of Jesus Christ. Chapter 13 and verse 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Because of this, be not carried about with diverse, various, and strange doctrines or teachings. For it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace. If you mark up your Bible, I would encourage you to circle that word, establish. And we'll come back to it later today. May our hearts be established in the doctrine that Jesus never changes. Heavenly Father, I pray you would bless the preaching and the teaching of your word today. Burn this truth deeply into our hearts that we may never, ever forget your immutability. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Everything in this old world in which we live changes, doesn't it? You stop and think about how nature changes and we have the changes of seasons. We have climate change thought it was kind of uh, comical that three, four years ago when Al Gore had his big conference on global warming in New York City, it hit record low temperatures. Isn't that just like the Lord? But we know that the climate... Someone said to me, don't you believe in climate change? Absolutely, the climate changes. Changes all the time. Remember when they used to be on this global warming until things began to cool and now it's just... Climate change. Can I tell you something, folks? Don't worry about that because I know the one who's in control of all the climate. (laughs) It changes at his will. Oh, to have a biblical worldview. But everything changes. Nature, seasons, weather, technology. You can't even keep up with technology. It changes so quickly. Prices change. They go up, they go down. People change. And usually it's not for the better. But people change. Trends change. Fashions change. Politicians change. They say one thing during the campaign and then another thing after they're elected into office. Politicians change. Churches change. Don't they? Look at our church over the years. How our church has changed. Our health changes. A lot of us are experiencing that. Laws change. I mean, is there anything that you can name that doesn't change? Now, I don't know about you, but I don't like change very much. I'm the kind of guy, the bedroom can stay the same way for 50 years. I don't care. I like to know where the bed is. My wife likes change. She likes the bedroom to change periodically. She likes the living room to change periodically. I don't like change. Keep it the same. One thing that so so aggravates me is when I walk into Menards and they've changed everything. You used to know where everything was located and then you walk in there and it's all changed up. I don't like change. I, I just don't. Now, I understand improvement. I'm all for improvement, but when it comes down to change, I I really don't like to change. Have you ever heard this statement? Some things never change. Some things never change. Do you know there are only two things in this entire universe that never changes, that is immutable? that you can bank on, that you can know for sure these two things will never change. Take your Bible and turn to Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6. Beginning with verse 13. Once you're there, give me an amen. All right. Verse 13. For when God made promises, to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater he swear by himself, saying, Surely in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promises. For man verily swear by greater and an oath. For the confirmation is to them an end of all strife. Wherein God, now watch this, wherein God more willingly and abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise, think of all the promises that we are heirs of because we are joint heirs with Christ. To show unto the heirs of promise the immutability. The word immutability means it never changes. The immutability of his counsel confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. Which hope we have because of these two immutable things. Everything else in the universe changes. Except these two things, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil. According to the context of this passage that I have just read, what are the two things that you can count on will never change? The Word of God and the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. The only two things that will never change. They are the same yesterday, today, and forever. As we think about that doctrine of Scripture, the fact that God is immutable and that His Word is immutable, I guess I'll come back to that. I I got something here. If I get through the end of the message and forget to come back to this, remind me. So how should we, as believers in the Lord and his inspired, infallible, inerrant, authoritative, preserved word, how should we think about the fact that God never changes and that his word never changes? Well, to answer that question, I really meditated upon this verse. He is the same yesterday today, and forever. And as I meditated upon that passage of Scripture for some time, well over a week, I meditated on that short little verse. Three questions came to my mind. In what sense, are you still with me? In what sense is Jesus the same yesterday, today, and forever? What is the significance about those three time periods? He is the same yesterday, Today and forever. And what is the application of that doctrinal truth to our lives? Well, we've already read that it establishes our hearts. That's a good thing. We just read that it becomes our hope and it becomes an anchor to our soul. Stop Stop and think for a minute. If Jesus changed, we would have nothing to anchor us. Nothing to establish our hearts if Jesus changed. If his word changed and was no longer immutable. So let's stop and think about in what sense is it true that Jesus never changes. Well, let's let, let's let God answer that question. Go back to Hebrews chapter 1. This is a very doctrinal message this morning. Hebrews chapter 1. I'm going to pick up with verse 8. In what sense does Jesus never change? This is God the Father speaking to God the Son. Verse 8. But unto the Son he saith, Thy throne, what? O God. Who calls Jesus God? God does. So when a Jehovah's Witness comes your way and they tell you that Jesus is not God, who are you going to believe? Are you going to believe the Jehovah's Witness or are you going to believe God? When someone comes and they deny the deity of Jesus Christ, who are you going to believe? Are you going to believe them? Are you going to be tossed to and fro and carried about by these diverse doctrines or are you going to believe God? But unto the son he saith thy throne o god is forever a scepter of righteousness is a scepter of thy kingdom. Well, wow, one day he's going to he's going to dwell in righteousness in his kingdom. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellow. And thou, Lord, in the foundation hast laid the foundation of the earth and the heavens are the works of thy hands. They shall what? Heaven and earth are gonna perish. They shall perish But thou, what's the next word? Thou remainest. They will perish, you will not. They shall perish, but thou remainest. And they all shall wax old as doth a garment. How many of you have ever worn out a set of clothes? Clothes wear out. But thou art the same. And thy years Shall not fail. Thou art the what? Same. Heaven and earth may pass away one day. Your clothes will definitely wear out. But you will never change. What an amazing statement made. By God the Father to God the Son. So what is the immutability? What is this awesome doctrine about the mutability of God. It's the fact that God will never change. His quality of never changing. It's a fundamental doctrine of Scripture. It is clearly taught through Scripture. Let me give you some examples. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 6 says, For I am the Lord thy God, I You got it. Say that with me. I am the Lord thy God, I, I change not. Numbers chapter 23 and verse 19. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken and shall it not be made good? First Samuel 15, verse 29. The strength of Israel will not lie nor repent, for he is not a man that he should repent. Ezekiel chapter 34 and verse 14. I, the Lord, have spoken it. It shall come to pass. I will do it. I will not go back. Neither will I spare. Neither will I repent according to thy ways. According to thy doings shall they judge thee, saith the Lord. Now, is there a contradiction in Scripture? How many believe there's never a contradiction in Scripture? There never is. If there's what appears to be a contradiction, it, it's in our mind and the way that we understand Scripture, it's not in Scripture itself. Do you know, I found, here, here we just read several verses that tell us that God does not repent. And yet I found as many verses, 19 of them, that tells us that God does repent. Now does he or doesn't he? What does repent mean? To change. But God the Father just said to God the Son that he never changes. We just read the verse, he is the same what? Yesterday? Today and forever. So the Bible is very clear that the only two immutable things are God and his word. And yet here we find verses that tell us things like this. For it repenteth me that I have made them. And yet the Bible says God doesn't repent. It says it repenteth me that I have made Saul king of Israel. If that nation against whom I have pronounced judgment turn from their evil, I will repent of the evil that I thought to do unto them. How are you going to answer that? How many would say God does not repent? How many would say God doesn't repent? I just read the verse. It says He doesn't repent. How many would say God does repent? You get both hands up. He doesn't and he does. So we must have a misunderstanding of what that means that he doesn't and that he does. In order to understand Scripture, you have to compare Scripture with Scripture. Listen to James chapter 1 and verse 17. It says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the father of lights with whom there is no variableness neither shadow of turning here we find that he doesn't change again no variableness he doesn't vary in any way and there's no shadow of turning with him this refers to the perspective of the sun as it rises in the morning how many have ever seen a time lapse video of the sun What happens as the sun moves across the horizon? From the rising of the sun to the setting of it. What does the sun do? It casts shadows. And as you watch those shadows, as the the sun moves across the sky and then sets in the evening, what happens to the shadows that it casts? They move. Have you ever been sitting out in your... Maybe uh, in your lawn chair and you're having a wonderful conversation, you're enjoying some relaxed time, and you're in the shade, and then all of a sudden you start getting a little bit warm. What do you do? You get up and you move your chair over to the shade. Why? Because the shadows are constantly moving. And yet the Bible says God is not like those shadows, He never moves, He never changes. The sun rises, the sun sets, it appears, it disappears every day. The shadows is cast are always changing, and yet God is unchangeable. His person doesn't change, his perfections doesn't change, his purpose doesn't change, his promises don't change. God is holy, he cannot do that which is evil. God is sinless, he cannot be sinful. God is light, and in Him is what? No darkness at all. Every good gift, every perfect gift, cometh down from the Father of lights. Evil evil cannot proceed from Him in, in any way. James goes on, Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth He any man. Now, was Jesus tempted in the wilderness? He was tempted... He was in all points tempted like as we, the writer of Hebrews says, but he was without what? Sin. Temptation has power over us, but it doesn't have power over Jesus. Why? Because he doesn't change. The Bible is very clear. God does not change. He does not change his mind. He does not change his will. He does not change his nature. I'm going to deal with this verse a little bit later, but I'm going to catch it right now. Why am I against all of these modern day versions that we have out there? Let me give you an example. So the Lord changed, this is a modern version. So the Lord changed his mind about the harm which he said he would do to his people. Now, if the Lord changes his mind, we have a big problem. Theologically, we have a big problem. The King James Version says this, And the Lord repented of the evil which he thought to do unto his people. That is a huge difference between the Lord changing his mind and the Lord repenting of the evil that he thought to do unto his people. We'll get there in just a moment why is it impossible for god to change i really i mean this message right here comes out comes out of my med- meditation on this doctrinal truth first of all i started to think this way if something changes it has to change in a point of time right there's a time Before the change took place. And there is a time, what? After the change takes place. It has to, change has to take place under the constraint of time. But God does not exist in the constraint of time. Now you ask me to explain this, I can't. But the Bible tells us this, a day is with the Lord as Come on, I can't hear you. What? A thousand years years and a thousand years as a day. Those are the same as... God is not confined by the sphere of time like we are. Time means nothing to Him. So if change is going to take place, it has to take place in a point of time. And there is no point of time with the Lord. A day is the same as a thousand years. From everlasting to everlasting thou art God. For a thousand years in thy sight are but as yesterday when it is past. Again, you asked me to explain that, I can't, but I believe it. So God cannot change simply because change has to take place in a period of time and you cannot put God into a period of time. And now unto the King eternal. Immortal. Invisible. The only wise God. Be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. So God cannot change because he's not confined to time. The second thing I begin to think is the immutability of God is necessary because of his perfections. How many of you believe God's perfect? Let me see your hand. You believe God's perfect? You believe his word is perfect? Psalm 19 says it is. So his immutability is wrapped up in his perfection. If anything changes, like we said, everything changes. If anything changes, it changes for the better or it changes for what? The worst. The change is a good change or it is a bad change. For change to take place, something needs to be added that makes it better. Or something has to be taken away which makes it worse. As change takes place in your life, I hope change takes place for the better. But sometimes it takes place for the worse, doesn't it? We go through difficult and hard trials in life. But, th- but let me tell you, say this to you, God is perfect. He doesn't need to change. He doesn't need to change for the better because he's perfect. And he will never change for the worst. So for God to change means that he would have to be confined to a sphere of time, which he can't be. And it would mean that God is no longer perfect. Because he doesn't change for the better. And he certainly can't change for the worst. So the Bible says be Ye therefore perfect, even as your father who is in heaven is perfect. There was a third thing I thought about when it comes to the fact that God doesn't change is his omniscience. His omniscience. How many of you have ever changed your mind about something? Can I see your hand? Okay. Question. Why did you change your mind? How many of you have firmly been set upon something and then later you changed your mind about it? Okay, stop. Why did you change? You got new information. You really believed something and your heart and your mind was set on that thing until some new information came to you and you said, oh... I now changed my mind about that whole thing. I didn't know that. God cannot change because he can't be confined to a sphere of time. He cannot change because he can get better. And he never could get worse. Because he's perfect. God cannot change because his, his omniscience. God will never change his mind to say, "Whoop! I never knew that. I have to change my mind. That caught me by surprise. I never thought about that before. No, what does the Bible tell us about our God? He knows the beginning and the end. He is omniscient. He can't learn something that he doesn't already know. He knows it all. No new information. No new information is going to come to him. Great is our Lord and great in power. His understanding is infinite. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart, and he knoweth all things. Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary? There is is no searching of his understanding. So God cannot, he cannot change, because he cannot be confined to time. He cannot change because he is perfect. He cannot change because he is omniscient. So why does the Bible say 19 times that God repents? In every single passage of Scripture, are you still all with me today? Half of you are sleeping. That's something that never changes right there. Sorry, there's three things that never change. God is Word and people sleeping when I'm preaching. Now, just let me say to you, this is such an important doctrinal truth. I remember when I went to Bible college, the most important class we had was Bible doctrines. And in that class, I, I always make a joke, everyone had a, had a major in eyelidiology. They studied the back of their eyelids through the whole thing. Which really should have been the class that they paid the most attention in. Because if you're not sounding your doctrine, you're going to be tossed to and fro. If you don't believe that Jesus is the same yesterday and today and forever, what did the very next verse say? You're going to be carried about by these strange and various doctrines. This is really a fundamental truth of Scripture. But in every case, and I'll get back to this in just a minute, so kind of stay with me. I'm probably a little scattered this morning. Because how in the world do you explain this doctrine? In our minds. But in every case where it says God repents, he re- it's not that he changed his mind, it's that in every case he changed his actions. Because man changed in his action toward God, God then changed in his actions toward man. When a man or a nation repents, God repents of the judgment that he has to bring upon that man or upon that nation. If that nation against whom I have pronounced judgment turn from their evil, I will repent of the evil that I thought to do unto them. So God never changes his mind. I'm sorry, these new versions of the Bible... Get rid of them. Seriously, I'm telling you right now, get rid of them. That's just one of many examples I could give you of the false doctrine that is taught in the new versions of the Bible. A lot of people see it as no big deal. It is a big deal. When you say God changes his mind and the Bible declares that God never changed his mind, that is a diverse teaching. I'm sorry, don't get me worked up here. You say, well, preacher, what about prayer? Do you know I heard a message one time about prayer, and this was the title of the message, Prayer Changes the Mind of God. Now, is that true according to what we've just learned from the scriptures? Prayer doesn't change the mind of God. Prayer may change God's action toward man. We have several accounts of Moses interceding on the behalf of the people when God was going to destroy them from the face of the earth. I think of Exodus chapter 32 when Moses got the Ten Commandments. This is just one example. Moses gets the Ten Commandments from the Lord and they're coming down with... Uh, Uh, Joshua, they're coming down off of the mountain, they hear a noise of war in the camp, they come down to the camp, everyone is naked and dancing and worshiping the golden calf, and God said, I am going to destroy them, and from you, Moses, I'm going to raise up a great nation. And what does Moses do? I mean, Moses hits the dirt, and he prays and intercedes on the behalf of the people, and God responds and says, And the Lord repented of the evil which he thought to do unto his people. God didn't change his mind. He changed his actions based upon a man's prayer. Remember when David's child, he, he thought his child was going to die because of his sin. How many remember the story? Nathan you're, said, The prophet Nathan, you're the man. And David goes to mourning and he goes to prayer and he says this for I said, Who can tell whether God will be gracious that the child may live? Now did the child die? Did God in that case change his actions? You know what? We We don't know whether God will or whether God won't. We don't always have the mind of the Lord. But you know what we do? We pray. Prayer does not change God's mind, but it can change God's actions. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what it will, and it shall be done unto you. Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye shall receive them and ye shall have them. Call unto me, I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. We could go on and on and on and on. Prayer is effective in changing God's actions, but never his mind. Why? Why? Because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He can't change. He can't be confined to a time period of change. He can't change because he's perfect. He absolutely cannot change. So what about these time periods? What about yesterday? Yesterday? Today and forever. What does it matter that Jesus is the same yesterday and today and forever? Okay, let's break it down. I'm almost done, believe it or not. Wow. It's 12 o'clock and I'm almost done. Yesterday. How many of you believe he is the same today as he was yesterday? Okay? Who was he yesterday? How do we we know who he is today? Because we have a record of history. We have the recorded yesterday. So who was Jesus in history? I and my Father are. If you have seen me, you have. Is he the same today? Yesterday we we know who he was. He said, even by the works that I do, they give testimony of who I am. The miracles that he performed. His power over nature. His ability to even raise the dead. Yesterday. Yesterday. What about today? Well, the Bible says he's the same today as he was yesterday. We live in the today, don't we? Now I know people who want to live in the yesterday. <laughs> A couple days ago, we've, we've had an issue arise in our house again, which has made it unlivable for my wife to be there and for Bethany and Aaron to live there. And so I started at 7 o'clock in the morning and I ended at 7 o'clock at night tearing out walls in our basement trying to find any mold that may be there behind our walls. How do you think I felt after 12 hours of swinging a sledgehammer breaking down brick walls hauling them all out to the dumpster how do you think I felt After 12 hours of doing that, like a piece of garbage, that's how I felt. I was so worn out. I was like, I cannot stand on my feet anymore. You know what? I wanted to be the Dan White of yesterday. I don't like the Dan White of today. Oh, that I could go back 30 years. And be the Dan White of yesterday. But you know what? I've changed. I don't have the energy to do that. Daniel came over Friday night and had some questions to ask him. And he said to me, he said, Dad, I'll be here tomorrow to help you. I said, no, Daniel, this is your only day off. Just, no, I don't need your help. I was lying. He goes, no, Dad, I really, I really want to come help you get this knocked out. I don't like the Dan White of today. What do you think, Mom? 80 years old now. You're not the woman of yesterday. Sorry. (laughs) But Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today. Think about it. He has never changed. In the today, we worship him. In the today, we talk to him. In the today, we fellowship with him. That which was from the beginning, yesterday, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon with our hands, and we have handled the word of life, that's the today for the life was manifest and we have seen it and bear witness and shown to you that eternal life which was with the Father and manifest unto us that which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that ye may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son Jesus Christ and these things write we unto you that your joy might be full I'm so thankful that Jesus is the same Jesus that he was in the Bible today Today. He was a miracle working God yesterday. He is a miracle working God today. What about tomorrow? He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let's go back to Hebrews chapter 6 and I'll be done. he'll be the same in the future as he is right now. You know what that tells me? He will never change on you. Now I want you to stop and meditate on that. He will never change on you. How many of you have ever been surprised about how some people have changed over the years? I don't mean an appearance. Sometimes I'm ab- absolutely shocked how people have changed in their convictions, how they've changed in their standards, how they've changed in their beliefs. I'm like, is this even the same person that I knew? I tell you, people will disappoint you. But Jesus never will. You know why? He's not going to change. He's not going to change. He can't change. You know what else that tells me? You can trust his promises. My faith. You know what it rests on? The immutability of Jesus Christ. He doesn't change. Yesterday, today, forever, Jesus is the same. All may change, but Jesus, what? Never. Glory to his name. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 18. Back to our original text. That by two immutable things, God and His word, in which it is impossible for God to lie, that we might have a strong, what? What? Oh, our hope. Our hope is in the fact that Jesus never changes who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us, which hope we have as a what church? Anchor of the soul. May I ask you a question this morning? Is your soul, is it anchored? Is it anchored in the immutability of Jesus Christ? Go back to chapter 13. Verse 8 and 9. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever, be not carried about with diverse and strange doctrines, for it is a good thing that the heart be what? Established. Are you anchored? Is your heart today established in the fact that Jesus will never change on you and that His Word will endure to all generations? So have every head bowed, every eye closed.